You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing it, and we're here doing another Revenge. Season 2, Episode 8, After Show, called Lineage. Are we 8 or are we 9? 8. eight. Are we? Okay. Yeah. Nine is the winter, winter finale, finale, which is next week. I can't believe it. We're we're hitting the mark. Uh, Not to be confused with the actual season finale. No, that's just right. The winter one. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, well, uh, I had a lot of questions going into this. Why they were doing a Thanksgiving episode after Thanksgiving? I know. Luckily, luckily, it made sense. It would have sucked to have Thanksgiving going in with this episode, and you were like, oh, I don't really want to see my family anymore. <laughs> exactly. So. They made a good. They made a wise choice. Uh, what's your guys' overall opinion on the episode? If since it is a flashback episode, I think it has that general flashback vibe of kind of slowing the pace a little bit. You know, kind of that. That was the feeling to me. It's sort of a filler episode. It does give us a lot of information, but it still feels like a little filler episode to me. And that is Catherine Tulich with, with a. Different voice yes, tonight. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm boasting a different voice tonight because I lost my voice the last couple of days, so I'm hoping it'll last for the whole hour. And introducing Anna Koppel. Anna Koppel, what do you think? Yeah, that's me. Uh, I, I, it does, like, I like the filler episode. I like yeah. that, uh, that use. Um, yeah, had they maybe thrown this in sometime between the winter finale <laughs> and whatever we pick back up, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. But I'm sort of in favor of just moving the story forward, and that's not... I would to happen here. I was too. Um, well, get, let me get your opinion. Thanks, Gabrielle so. Loren. Yeah. Everybody, um, Gabrielle Loren, welcome. I actually loved this episode because I'm all about finding the answers, and I think in this episode, a lot of the questions we've been bringing up on our after shows, we kind of had some resolution tonight with different scenarios, and I mean, with the bar, why people are plotting against the porters and there was just different things and it was nice to also see the background of some of these characters and it's going to have me ask even more questions now because I actually there was a few things I noticed tonight that we were told differently in past episodes of how it was if that makes sense without giving too much away I don't know if I can really go into it right now well we'll definitely topic we'll definitely talk about it but yeah I think that there was like lines blurred until tonight so I, uh, you know, we'll get into everything in a moment, but um, just to kind of wrap this up, I, I like the, the season one filler episode, um, which was right kind of before the finale. Yeah. I thought that one was okay and it was good. It was well done, but it didn't really fill us with too much. This episode I thought did a lot, lot better, yeah. so I'll give them a lot of credit, but um, 
you know, I, I kind of tend to, uh, when Takeda was talking, said, uh, or actually Emily said, before you gave me this assignment, it, it, it's just kind of a diversion. And then Takeda says, well, after this, you're free to go. So it kind of right. felt like that they were talking about the episode in itself. Yeah. But it was fun. I, I did enjoy it. And um, I think it was a lot to think about. It was kind of a good Thanksgiving weekend one because it's kind of a lower vibe. You know what I mean? Like, it was a lullaby. But you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of people, I think it kind of had that more holiday feel in a way. Not because the show was about holiday, but I think it was just a good episode for tonight. Yeah. yeah. And ironically, so let's, let's start with the bar because ironically, out of all things that came out of this, it explained that plot the most, I yeah. feel. Right. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that, yeah, that was maybe the only answer that I had a major question to. Does that make sense? Uh, and everything else was just sort of like major backstory that we didn't really need for in order for us to appreciate the show uh, or understand the show. Or I, I think the bar was the only thing we were like, well, why is this guy? Why is this Kenny Ryan. Kenny Ryan. That's the son. <laughs> As we've, we've deduced that Kenny Ryan is the son. Joe Ryan was the father. Right. Who got yeah. shot. Yeah. By, by Matt Duncan. Mm-hmm. He was shot by Matt Duncan. Right. Uh, so I, I think that's the only thing that I had a major question about it. Everything else was just sort of like filler. But uh, I mean, let me ask you this. Does this now kind of satisfy that storyline in present day? Like, uh, what, what do you guys take out of especially that storyline now at least it gives the that whole plot line with the bar a little more substance now we kind of know a little bit more about the background and you know so i think for that reason because i was getting really bored with that bar right (laughs) i I was really getting so (laughs) bored with that storyline so i'm glad tonight they gave us a little bit more background on why this is happening so Mm -hmm. well uh before we uh, gabby why don't you go ahead read uh we always get emily's quotes right And we didn't get Emily's quote tonight, but we did get Daniel's poem, which I, you know, especially since the title of the episode is called Lineage, it made sense. Everything kind of revolved around the theme of Daniel's poem. Um, so before we get too deep, I want to kind of analyze it, everything that we talked about in terms of that poem. So, Okay, well, the poem is, We speak in hushed voices, so it's not to wake our memories. The things we've done and the things we'll continue to do for fear of breaking the cycle. How fierce we were when we were young, when we were unafraid of becoming unhinged. So everything just kind of, I mean, what, what do you guys take away from that? Well, Daniel's in a bad poet for a start. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about why he should probably stay a poet, yes, exactly. as Conrad says. I actually like this quote because it kind of makes me have it, I mean, related to Emily's whole revenge plot and her um, double infinity and what they were talking about at the very end of the episode mm. because everything you know it's a never ending journey she said pretty much a journey without double. an end yeah. exactly and so that's what this quote makes me feel like but is it's what kind of, they're saying it's kind of interesting that Daniel was writing something sort of that mature when he didn't really this was way before all this stuff started unraveling so I found that kind of interesting that he wrote a poem like that Well, maybe because when you're younger, you're more receptive to things going on, and his parents probably weren't the happiest people. Maybe he was just analyzing his parents' relationship. Yeah. Could be that. Could be that. Um, In terms of the bar storyline, and it's interesting how, um, you know, in terms of that, it's in terms of lineage, you know what I mean? Like, this is what, how many, do we know the time span? Well, I guess it's not that many, like a couple years, right? 
when the flashback was uh, yeah, 2006. It was 2006 Six, when the flashback. Yeah. That that and was all the same. Present day is 2012. Is yeah. that what we're presuming? Yeah. 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 All right. So you know that makes it six years down the line. Um, so th- in terms of that continuing, I yeah. I really like it, especially now Kenny with his, uh, it, it really hits home with his vicious smile towards the end and, and yeah. how they're going to kind of bring down all these things and, and, and how Joe started this, you know, he was trying to take over the dock and now as we've seen, you know, um, those guys, they were talking about taking over the boats and things like that. Now I'm actually interested in where this is going, yeah. as you guys said. Okay, Joe Ryan talking about taking over the docks. Joe Ryan was the father. Right. right. The one who was shot. Yes. He was talking about taking over the docks. No, that, uh, talking about last episode when uh, Kenny and uh, I believe it was, I forget if it was his cousin or his brother. And remember, he, he, he um, right, 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 right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Y- Kenny was talking about The other guy was yeah. being actually forceful, you know, and mm-hmm. ironically, Kenny in that moment was being the nice guy of like, wait, we, we got what we kind of wanted. You know, how far do we that go? That doesn't make sense to me because then present day like you said the smile and everything he said you know it just his demeanor made me think that he was going to do something bad and he is but i don't think i think also kenny isn't as willing to take it as far or maybe he doesn't know this history you know what i mean i mean who who knows that uh that this guy actually got shot by the father of those guys you know what i mean right doesn't he know something? yeah he does know it. that they killed him though yeah, I think that's the whole reason why. He, that's the reason why he's involved. there. Yeah. That's what I, I think, thought. I mean, I think that's what they want you to think yeah. as an audience. Well, I think that because when he had that conversation with that guy who was his brother or his cousin or whoever it was, um, he said he said these are actually good kids, and the brother or cousin said it yeah, well his father was wasn't you know his father was a bad guy, mm. and um, so Kenny may yet still defend Jack and Declan but they uh, but they, they know that, that Carl who was Carl Porter was a bad guy um, I don't know that it's clear whether or not Carl Porter or Matt Duncan I don't know whether or not they know who actually shot their father but but it's um, clear in their minds that Carl Porter is a bad guy. I, I think. think they think it is the, the father because yeah. the bullets were from the father's gun. Yeah. And right. they had no idea that Duncan was involved. But Duncan was a partner. But you know what? That storyline is still not completely... Well, we don't know what happened to the body. Exactly. We don't know, what, we don't know um, if they tried to cover it up. We don't know if they tried to cover it up. We don't know what uh, whether the police found the body. We don't know so the rest of the story. It's kind of hard story. to say. It's more of a prediction, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if anything, here's what we do know. Yeah. Um, these these now sons want to take on what, what their father kind of started, right? Yeah. Their father's now dead. They have to pick up the pieces okay, and yeah. continue forth. Well, what were they doing? Well, they were going after this bar. You know, so if nothing else, that's at least what they know. Now, whether or not that they know that he actually shot him, I don't know. I think they're going for revenge. Sorry that's to what I feel off. like. Because, I, I mean, say. everyone yeah. seemed like they were Everyone's seeking revenge, revenge <laughs> yes. you know, yep. in some sort of way tonight. Yeah. We had that's multiple right. people. Yeah. Victoria on her so, mother. That's right. So, so I feel loaded. like it was a pattern. Yeah. That's what I felt like. It's more there than just continuing yeah. the father's business. I feel like it's much more loaded than that. So exactly. I think they know that he was shot by the, by their father. Okay. That's what I think. Agreed. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll agree with you yeah. guys. <laughs> um, speaking of agreeing, um, we hope you guys agree with us here at AfterBuzz TV. If you don't, let us know. 
Either way, if you agree or don't agree, let us know. Um, please rate and comment on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we'll improve if we have to. We'll worsen if we must. <laughs> Why would we want to get worse? I don't know. Maybe the fans <laughs> want Maybe to the get... next episode that, when we drink champagne. Um, Catherine Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and for those of you who are rating and commenting, we appreciate it. Uh, we made a big thing to you guys last time to get us to four stars, and you responded. You did. Um, let's get to 4.5 if we're not up there yet. Uh, I checked a while ago. We're, we, I didn't see that we were up there. But let's get to 4.5. And know that doesn't mean you YouTube commenters go without love. Uh, we I know Gabby reads all the comments. I read, yes, I'll I say, 95% of the comments on, on YouTube. <laughs> I'll let you speak for yourself. I read the comments on YouTube. Almost obsessively. Almost, yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. But uh, so, you know, we we take it to heart and uh, we love. I like it when you guys express your opinions on what you guys think is going to happen. If you agree with us, disagree, and then supply it with enough information on why you may agree or disagree. Because, again, I, um, for me, I really like seeing those different opinions and those different perspectives. And, heck, I'll admit, and I like to be wrong. I'd like to be proven wrong, so why not? I know these guys don't, though. So, <laughs> actually don't mind because it's nice to challenge somebody online. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's a different perspective. It's always good. That's right. I don't so know rate that and I comments. would go so far as to say I enjoy being wrong, but, you know, I'm well, up I for like, the conversation. Yeah, I like, Fair enough. I like hearing people's opinions. It's cool. There yeah. you go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, no Corp. Yes. And, uh, we and figured Marco. out who the third person is. I mean, we kind of already knew, but this is the first time we're seeing him with Nolan. Well, he was, right? the interesting part for me, he was the old CFO. Mm-hmm. And remember, um, as Padma came in, they didn't really have a CFO in place. So Nolan didn't fill that position. Uh-huh. What does that say about Nolan's feelings? Aww, he still Nolan. has them. <laughs> However, Marco, not so sure. Because, um, oh, sorry, let me explain that one. Yeah. Okay. So Marco, well, Daniel called up Marco to try and get some information, have, maybe have him work with him to get stuff against Nolcorp. And I'm wondering if Marco's going to go with it because you heard him say, I'm listening. Like, I'll Oh, he wants some. revenge, too. He they does. revenge. Another one. Another However, one. poor Nolan still has feelings for this guy, obviously, yeah. if he didn't replace his position. No, no, no. I think... I think you don't think so? Well, look who... So the CFO wasn't replaced until Padma. Right. Padma's now the CFO. Right, but he... And so he always dates his CFO. <laughs> right. <laughs> no yeah. matter what gender. <laughs> Legitimate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, That's interesting. Um, you know, but it, but you know, it is interesting in that regard, and and you know, he's finding love in Padma, and, and he's finding trust in her. Um, Maybe misplaced, but anyway, I think a little bit misplaced. That is true. I think, I think he does a lot of misplaced trust, Paul. And his CFOs, oh, yes. yeah, I think so. Um, you know, so it, it was it was a very nice story. I thought I thought a good storyline. I liked. Uh, Oh, we didn't see a lot of him tonight. What was the little robot thing? Did you know what that was? That the present that the Zoltan. What is that? Zoltan. I don't really know that stuff. You you look like you know what it is. Hey, Stephen in the booth, get me Roth Jennings Cornet on the line. (laughs) She will know any anything sci-fi. Call her up. She's great. Uh, She does Doctor Who here. She does uh, Eureka. 
all those shows. You don't know, Phil? I don't know. Oh, oh I'm you, shocked. I thought you were like, oh, of course. I know. Okay. Just, all right. Just to give you, I mean, when I got here this evening, yeah. Phil was like writing code on his laptop. So Yeah, but I don't, <laughs> unlike Nolan, that's not what made me get into it. Z- Zoltan didn't make you get into it? No. Okay, all right. I'm just surprised you don't know that. Um, <laughs> but, all right. let's, let's see if this is it. Are you calling up her? Or what, are you, what are you doing, Steven? No, video. Oh, we got a video. That does not look like... No, no, this no. is this is from uh, Hey Dude, Where's My Car? And they're saluting to Zoltan. Oh, right. So here we go. Steven's going to play it. We're going to play it. We promise. For those of you who are listening... <laughs> here we go. Again, see the movie. It's pretty funny. And again, they, they salute to Zoltan. We are finally going to fulfill our prophecy of outer space travel. They're sci-fi geeks, if you couldn't tell. When we said that aliens existed, and they mocked us when we started wearing bubble wrap jumpsuits, but who's laughing now, huh? That's that's what Nolan needs. (laughs) I love it. I'll tell you who's laughing now. We are! There you go. Thank you, Steven. So, a little light relief there. Yes. Um... (laughs) But, all right, you guys are girls. I'll let you guys talk about Nolan's love relationship. Like, isn't this, shouldn't this be like your number one topic? Nolan's love triangle? No. It's not no, that interesting gonna, no, yet. I have three girls and they're not willing to talk about that. What do you mean triangle? Right. I mean, pa- from the past to now? Know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really care yet. I, you know, I, we met Marco for like three mm-hmm. minutes and. But he was handsome. He was I nice. Didn't like him. They they barely like packed before he got a phone call, and then yeah. he's like, "Where's half a billion dollars?" Yeah. And then he like stormed out, and he's like, "Wait, it's yeah." I mean, he wasn't very didn't give Nolan a chance. I mean, he was kind yeah. of like, you know, you're not telling me where the money is, and then straight away you're aligning with terrorists, and I'm out of here. You know, like yeah, he, he wasn't even, a very nice guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, who cares about this guy? He's yeah. a jerk. I'm yeah. actually surprised how fast Nolan kicked him to the curb. Yeah. That was fired. He seems to hold on to people, and for him to let well, I think go unless, that until it comes to Emily or Amanda, I think yeah. whenever <laughs> something threatens that, it's like you're go- like he took he wasn't going to protect that. She yeah. should have been in the love triangle. Like, yes. come on, <laughs> his love for her is stronger than anybody. No, but they, as they they've said multiple times, the actors and the creators, they're brother and sister. Yeah, ultimately, that's what they you are. Never they're. know where it could go, though. Phil could change. Yeah. Oh, please. For those of you who are, who've been watching Dexter, we know that. I mean, <laughs> it can change. That's cool. I like that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, what was that? Steven? Barry White. Barry White. <laughs> Steven's having a lot of fun in the booth with these drops. It is. Um, it was, where was I going with this? The love triangle, Marco. Um, it, it's interesting... What was nice to see is people's different interpretation of David Clark. Okay. And because uh, I know you guys are saying, oh, he was too quick to dis- Marco was too quick to dismiss it. But if you look at it from his perspective, you know, that that's what David Clark was, a terrorist. And, and uh, you know, as he said, it was blood money. And obviously that means a whole different thing to Nolan. Because it's not blood money. It's no. And I think, uh, you know, uh, I forget who said uh, he was too quick to kick him to the curb. You know, if you, if you really go back on it, no one believed in Nolan except for David Clark. And the yeah. whole reason no, Nolan Ross is Nolan Ross is because of David Clark. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I again, uh, yeah, I'd kick someone to the curb in that point, too. Yeah, well, I mean, 
And it's a good point because we have known David Clark for, you know, a season and a half now. And we've known that he's a good guy, but it's like somebody saying, well, I got this money from Saddam Hussein and that's Mm. how I got my company started. And yeah, I mean, David Clark was known as a terrorist and thank you. Uh We don't support terrorists. (laughs) He was supporting my very good point that I just made. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. So we'll roll with that. So, yeah. so what are we assuming Marco is doing now? Why did why was he called like in present day? Well, where are we assuming well, well, he is now? I think I think he's I think he's trying to get revenge because he's he was betrayed by Nolan. Yeah, but why did uh, Daniel call him? Like, as in, like, wh- where is he working? Because he now? knows David Clark. Um, but wh- what I'm just trying to understand is wh- how, where, did, how, how, connection? how did he, how did he know to call Marco? I think he looked at the records. Yeah. Um, of when things of things that uh, the time period when David yeah they're trying to figure out the financial it? records okay. right yeah and so who was the who was the only CFO probably um, you know definitely in that time span before Padma but who was the first CFO at Nullcorp right probably him okay all right I and was so, going to just throw a curveball in there you don't think he might have planted Padma this is kind of a real revenge plot Marco here. yeah ooh. ooh I feel that's he, interesting. I feel like if that was the case, we'd have more scenes. Like, there's scenes when she's just working by herself. Right. Where she, uh, not that she's a dumb person. She, she, she does, she, she's not acting like she would have the intelligence to do yeah. certain things. I'm just suggesting that maybe Marco's been plotting this for a while. Not that it's just suddenly he's being called and going, okay, uh, I'll Well, help yeah, because why did she all of a sudden, like, you know, stumble across the David Clark. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm sort of so, throwing out there. Maybe Marco has got more to do with this I can than roll we think. With that one too. Yeah. But she did stumble across the David Clark, and when she asked the Graysons like a question, then she realized that the Graysons were kind of bad people, mm-hmm. and then she stepped away from that. So it could have been Padma. Padma can still be the link, but it could be that. You know, Daniel thought he was going to have this in to Nolcorp through Padma, but she sort of backed away. So it could have triggered him digging into, okay, well, who's the C- who's the CFO been? Has she always been the CFO? So she could still be the link, but I don't yeah. think that she has. Because the Graysons were only alerted to this thing because of Padma. Right. Yeah. That's, that's right. kind of, she really initiated this. Well, that's I'm just you? wondering if there's more to it and maybe Marco, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there that can maybe there's, because everyone's always got strong, long connections that never just, just happens. <laughs> um, do you guys know why she was even looking in the drawers? Because yeah. that's suspicious in general. That's what I was saying. I always thought she was suspicious when yeah. she came up to the Yeah, because that's not normal. It's like she's I mean, doing house cleaning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, uh, here's what I'm willing to believe. Because, again, she, she doesn't act like she knows the full story. So, if anything else, I think uh, her and Marco could have been friends. Okay. Um, and I'll let you shit on this <laughs> theory in a moment. But I believe they could have been friends and Marco could have forewarned her, like, hey, you know, working for Nolan Ross is like this, blah, blah, be very careful. He's shady, you know, um, whenever you can, check his drawers, whatever it may be. <laughs> check his drawers. <laughs> That's hey. funny. I like that. Yeah, check his sure drawers. Hey, drugs. she is now, so, you know, she took the advice. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> so. Didn't she check his... <laughs> yes, yeah, she checked his drawers. <laughs> Didn't she check his drawers because his father died? Like, wasn't that... Wasn't so that... why would you do that anyway? Yeah, like, you don't, you don't I mean, sneak into people's drawers. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> they invite you. They went together, though. Like, she... I'm working with girls. <laughs> All right, everybody, just take a moment, settle yourselves. 
Thank you, Stephen. We all have the maturity level of a seven-year-old. That's right. That's fine. The collective maturity. Yes. So that's highballing it. So she went with him, and it was it was because his father died, and I, I something happened where these things were just going to be thrown away or something, and. Does anybody remember this episode? I remember the. I mean, ulti- ultimately, I think, I think whatever motive she might have had, she's given them up, and I think they're kind of in a happy place, happy medium. I think, I think it's going to come back to haunt her um, eventually. But we also know that Nolan gave away to Aiden the check. So right, because they want Grayson. They want yeah. they want Daniel to take control. Yes, and it's going to suck that. Now, uh, Nolan's going to get even more hurt because of Marco. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to... <laughs> I'm trying to find Dimitri. a good transition. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of seven-year-old girls. And speaking of oh. love relationships oh. and hooking up. Yes. There was a club that um, encouraged strippers <laughs> and prostitutes. I'm surprised, actually, that the Amanda didn't work there. The curly-haired... Our Amanda, yes. Yeah, where was she tonight? Nah, she no backstory. There was nothing to tell with her. Yeah, I guess. But she didn't even show up at all. It's all right. I wasn't really missing her. Yeah. Tonight. I mean, she's got the baby. I'm. I'm not too worried about her right <laughs> Who now. Who cares? Um, wh- what do we think of this storyline? I mean, in terms of. Anyway. I liked it because it tied things together. For the longest time, we heard Aiden speak about. You know, it, like, something bad happened to me, too. We never really knew what mm. the situation was. Tonight kind of explained his sister was um, involved in human trafficking. So that was kind of nice to close those ties and how they got involved with Takeda as well. Because when I first started watching those scenes, I actually thought Takeda had planted Aiden there. But then they actually were saying... That's what I thought, right. too, with the gun and everything. But yeah, then I thought he was kind out. of there in the bar to protect uh, Emily. Well, but- and... And he kind of said that, too, at the end of the episode. He said, you know, somebody as smart as he is, maybe yeah. he set that up. That's what I was thinking. It was kind of a setup anyway that they were both there. But, it, you know, it's still interesting how they met because um, yeah. I always thought that they kind of just met at the training ground. Like, oh, you work at this dojo, you know, yeah. you go to I this dojo. This, I got this sensei, <laughs> you too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had, like, similar cause to have a relationship. <laughs> they were both trying to seek revenge. Where did you find well, sensei? That's what I want to know. These people... And, their fathers, they also have the relationship with their fathers uh, because Aiden's father worked at Heathrow. And I, I don't remember exactly what he did, but he had some role. With baggage, maybe, I think they said. Yeah, maybe something with baggage. baggage but, yeah, because um, the bomb went through baggage and his father was working that day in baggage, apparently. Yeah, and, and she said, well, that's how they got the bomb on the flight. Right. Yeah. And she said, I don't know anything about that. And she said, it's okay. They use your father just like they use mine. Which, yeah, by the right. way, that makes me think they probably like blackmailed him. Like, we have your daughter and we're not going to give you your daughter unless you do this for us. Which yeah. is, that's what was going through my head. Yeah. And you know what's also interesting mm-hmm. about that? Were you going to say something about Well, so you think the Graysons have Colleen then? No, actually. No, the initiative. You mean the initiative. Talking- oh, yeah. okay. The initiative. But you know what else is interesting about this whole situation? That Ashley um, met Emily at yes, this I location. Like that. I did like that part. That and that's what I was cool. introing about with you. Like when yeah. I was just saying how we were originally told in previous episodes that they met at what a charity event or something. Some kind of thing that they did together. Remember? That was a story. 
So the whole bar thing was never introduced as the first because time. Because I they don't met. think Ashley ever knew that was Emily. But it looked just like her. No, no she no, didn't but see her. They never, they saw, they they never, never saw, saw each other's each other. faces. Oh. She only spoke to her through a door and then she said to I call. I recognize someone's voice. Well, <laughs> and know. number, unless she changed it. Yeah, well, I gather that was just a special number yeah. for her. To, but I, I, I gathered that Ashley never knew that was Emily. Obviously knows, but Ashley never knew that that was her. I, but I, how did they get tied back in together in the same location? I think Emily sense. then followed up with her and kept yeah. in touch, and you know, um, figured out what she was doing, and saw that Ashley clearly wanted to be a social climber. Yes. So. And set it up instead of identify who she was. I think so. Interesting. Do you know how many times I've been crying in a girl's restroom stall and never been handed a huge wad of money? I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. That I'm would be saying. nice, yeah, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> no, you're mi- All right. That would make anyone's day well, better. Well, <laughs> ladies, ladies, just to be clear, first off, she was going to be... Traffic. 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 Yeah, it was pretty right. bad. For only three thousand dollars, okay? Yeah. Like let's Well she thought she was just gonna like, you know, work, but obviously the whole Russian game they had going on was to steal the women. Yeah. But I don't think she was aware. Yeah, she wasn't clear that she was gonna be trafficked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which who is? I mean Yeah, nobody willingly goes into traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a better business proposition. And would she say she had an MFA? What's that? Um, masters of fine arts. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's what. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anything not, else about that scene? Uh, no, it was just interesting how we saw her. Um, Ashley Davenport is a hooker. I like. Um, <laughs> it was also, you know, I mean, we've kind of seen it in the past, but it was nice. It was interesting to see Emily. Obviously, uh, she got a little emotional. She wanted to save Aiden and things like that. Whereas again, she didn't listen to Kada. And uh, I feel like this happens a lot, but you always have to listen to Takeda. But then I, I mean, always think Takeda know, always knows what you're going to do anyway. So he probably already knew that Emily was going to save him. You don't think? you think? I don't know. He seems. I think. Annoyed. I think. I think it's like right. Remember in the Matrix where like she, the Oracle tells yeah. him like, "Hey, uh, don't worry about the the vase. Yeah. Which vase? Yeah. That, and then it falls down and breaks. Oh, yeah. don't. I'm oh, sorry about that. No, no. I told you it's okay. Yeah. What's really going to blow your mind is if you, would you have done it if I didn't say anything. Right. So I think it's like that kind of a thing. Like, That's what I think, too. So. Yeah. You know what was also um, interesting to me? I feel like the Aiden-Emily dynamic is like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And I'm thinking, right? I thought she was always in love with uh, Jack. Not. Yeah. No, I, thought now, she, like, I, I thought she was always, too, but now as, as life is progressing. So who, is her, who is the love of her life? Is it Aiden? I think now it's Aiden. Yeah. Seems that way, or whatever the flavor of the week is. I don't yes. know. Seriously. Well, I think Jack was her first love. Okay. And Aiden's the love of her life. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can't I, agree with that. I think so, too. I mean, uh, unfortunately, Jack's going down a bad spiral. Yeah. He has this baby. I mean. And it's only, ironically, it's only Emily to blame. Yeah. That's yeah. the irony. Exactly. Um, so let's get to the meat of this episode with the Graysons. Oh yes. Uh, what a what a fun. Mummy dearest. <laughs> um, they really played with. Uh, that was great storytelling <laughs> with with finding out by the end that Ben was essentially an actor. Yeah. Yeah. That I was like good. that very much. Yeah. That's that just shows who Victoria really is. Uh, the, even with the story of her shooting somebody. I mean, I know she was manipulated into doing it, but 
the fact that she could do that. At 15? Yeah. Like, where does she have boundaries? Yeah, okay, but, I mean, her mother seemed pretty abusive. Yes. Yeah, but at the same and time. And also, I gather she was raped as well. By yeah. The, so she's had a pretty horrendous potential child. husbands. Yeah. It seemed like there were a lot of men in and out of the house, so who knows? I, I mean, I doubt that Maxwell was the first one to, to rape her. So I, I was I almost looked like the mother was using her the, the as bait. attractiveness yeah. to, as bait for these men, which was pretty disgusting, really. And then resented her for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think you have you grow up with that kind of that level of abuse, and not only from your mother but from these strange random men. Mm. Then. I mean, shooting, you you die inside, you know, then shooting somebody doesn't seem too far off to me. But I mean, she was still at that moment innocent, and that probably took away everything at that moment in time. And now we see her, I mean, even in the prior episodes, we would have never thought that she was capable of doing something like that, even in her childhood. Because she doesn't seem, she seems evil and manipulative, but I don't think she's ever done anything to anybody that's been life-threatening, right? What do you mean physically? As in yeah. Like physically hurt them? Like, she's never really... She just kind of, like... She's a more verbal person, I think. She helped frame the love of her life yes. for murder. She's she didn't have a choice, so it was her there's, kids or... There's always a choice. It's always, but that you can say well, that say the girl that shot, the, the mother told her to shoot her, she did it. So well, that's because her mother she, was the only thing she had. That's what, Which is right now. Family was the only thing she has right now. So, like, she's protecting her family. But another, another person might think, good. You know, like, oh, they'll take me away from you. You'll be on your own. Like some other person might think, great, you know, like, finally, this is my out. Uh, but she didn't. She yeah. didn't take that road. She shot that guy. Shot him. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank. I know. I mean. What a horrible mother. Here's the thing. Uh, it's It's interesting how Victoria never initiates these things. But she is willing to do certain acts. Go act, along with it, yes. Go along right. with it and watch, yeah. go to those certain actions. What yeah. I did want to bring up also in this scene um, at the dinner table, Victoria said to the mother about her last husband of 30 years, Maxwell, mm. she said something about what you had to do to keep him. Well, she had to kick her out. Yeah. After, after she was you raped. You don't think it was just that, or you think there might have been something else there? Because it seemed like it was like something they weren't telling us. I just assumed it was because, you know, this, this guy raped her daughter, and then she kicked the daughter out. I mean, that's pretty horrendous. Man, to stay and with for 30 years. And then they stayed with for 30 years, and he died recently is what yeah. happened? Yeah. Okay. That's what I Seems was Seems like there might have been, like, something else in that Because she said she chose a pedophile over me. Right. So. Yeah. 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 It's pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's certainly interesting how they're defining women's roles. Certainly through the eyes of Marion. You know, like, hey, you just got to find a rich guy, and and that's how you're going to define your success. And if you if you bear a child into this world, and that, and Well, she's kind of followed her mother's ro- role, hasn't she? She didn't go out and get a career, did she? No. She married a rich guy, so she really followed her mother's path. She did. <laughs> she and the mother was pointing that out. Exactly. And you could see where she was getting mad about that whole fact. Yeah. So. 
because Victoria could have made plenty of other choices too. She was kicked out at 15. She could have done... She could have found another way in the world. Like, she could have had a career. She could have done something. See, now, this is a backstory I would be interested mm. in. What did Victoria do at the age of 15 when she's out on the street? Yeah. And how did she get to Obviously a man like used, Conrad? She probably used men like her mother did. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <sighs> so, all right. Uh, well, that kind of, for more, uh, let's get back to present day. Like, uh, you know, I like how kind of all these different things... You know, unlike the last kind of flashback episode where it was just nice, this really tied things back to the present day and we're kind of left with things. And obviously Conrad's pondering, maybe he should have been a poet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Daniel. Because <laughs> um, it's interesting, you know, the, the whole thing for how many episodes now, dating back to season one and even like basically all of Daniel's life. You know, they were grooming him to be the head of Grace and Global, and it's like, you know, maybe not such a good idea. But, but isn't that horrible, too, that, you know, I mean, he got people, obviously, editors and that to write to him or book publishers and say that your work is crap. But, I mean, but then on the other hand, if Daniel had any belief in himself, you wouldn't believe that. You'd just keep going. So he obviously took that rejection pretty easily and moved on. Well, I thought it was a mistake for him to ever show his dad his writing in the first place. Like... What are you thinking, Daniel? Yeah. But I guess I he's think still... he thought he was getting their support, which they seemed to give him. He was a bit naive, right? Yeah. However, right. Victoria seemed like she wasn't too opposed to it in the beginning. I like, love that scene. Well, whatever you want to do, honey, that's, we'll support you. Whatever you want to do, and of course they they've got no intention of supporting him no. unless he does exactly what they want him to do. Well, Victoria seemed a little surprised that Kara was throwing the poetry into the fire, and I think because in some ways. She wants her kids to grow up differently than she was raised. Well, no, you know? re- remember her relationship with the artist. Yes, that's and it. Last that's season, you know, so yeah. she was, she always kind of like. She wants the best of both worlds. And that was kind of Daniel could have gone down that world and been an artist, but clearly not well, his path. When exactly did Emily, because I remember when Emily was first, I don't know, watching Daniel, um, he was in a bar writing poetry. So what really? year was that? I don't know. Okay, I, I feel like he held on to the poetry for a while. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't somewhere know that, that yeah. was yeah before she actually like went in for the kill, right? Yeah. Should we get some news and gossip? Though? Wasn't he drunk though in the bar? Yeah, because he didn't remember her. Right. No. Okay. All right. What do we got this week? I don't got. No one. <laughs> I made a fool of myself. <laughs> But you guys had something. Well, we had a week <laughs> off, so we'll do it next. <laughs> well, Gabby, you mentioned something about um, Con. We're gonna like maybe spoiler alert, but we're gonna maybe. Oh yes, um, yeah, we can announce this. So um, we were contacted by the PR for James Tupper. Yes. Um, he Oops. plays David Clark in Revenge, and they seem interested in coming on the show. So we are working out getting him on the show. Hopefully. And what about uh, Conrad's dad? You mentioned Conrad's that. Dad. We're going to meet, spoiler, we're going to meet Conrad's dad. Did spoiler. I mention what? You mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, oh, Yes, yeah, 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 there yeah. we go. Sorry, this just happened, my bad. <laughs> so before we walked in the studio, I was looking up IMDb, and they seemed to put some of the characters' names down before the episode airs. Right. And there was an Edward Grayson on the list for two episodes. So, and he kind of looks, you know, he resembles Conrad a little bit, a lot older. So I think we're going to be introduced to uh, Conrad Grayson's father soon. Or we'll be doing 
a Conrad future Conrad. thing. A future, yeah. Or well, past Conrad revenge story, not future. <laughs> he had another name. Ghosts of Future. All right. Well, that was the most slapped together news and gossip <laughs> ever. Also, the uh, the official Twitter for Revenge ABC. You can find a timeline for all the events that happened throughout the show. Oh, lists everything. Oh. So definitely oh, check go. that out. Catherine's new on Twitter, so she's definitely going to get on that. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Stephen, for saving the day. And Catherine's on Instagram, too, and she posts all her celebrity pics on there. Yeah, That's right. I know. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so up now, aren't I? Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now you're, so you weren't cool. in any social media know, last so season. Now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Sounds like prediction time. Sounds like it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So I believe next episode is called Revelation. But what do we predict? Well, it looked just... Yeah, I know we can never tell from the, uh, the clips, but it looked like something like with Ashley was revealed with sleeping with... Mm-hmm. Conrad. Conrad. Which we was predicted. I was yeah. so fast I didn't catch who the guy was. Well, she's a hooker anyway, right? So right. we won't expect it. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking maybe that comes out to her past, yeah. how she tried to get involved with like sleeping with people for money. Yeah. So what's the prediction? I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the prediction is that, re- remember dating back to the first episode of this season um, when Conrad when Conrad was talking with um, with Daniel and he said, oh, what makes you think she hasn't basically slept with anyone? When we made that prediction right. that yeah. they slept together, they probably slept Once together. Lydia was out of the door, it was Ashley. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Plus you got to go younger, you know? <laughs> Always. We're running Grace and Global. Oh dear! Yeah, just saying. He's horrible. Hey, it was lying. Don't. Something else also happened in the teaser. There was a lot of blood, and Charlotte was involved. Yes, yeah. Charlotte. Yes. Do you know what? What do we think about that? See, here's the problem for me now. Like, what was this episode was very fun, but we got sidetracked. And while I do remember all the things that kind of happened in the past episodes, because of tonight. My mind's off of it, so I'm like, eh, I don't know what's yeah, happening exactly. anymore. Yeah. Exactly, gotta remember now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and th- there were so many like timely things, like we, you know, there were some cases that we had to solve in the next three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like now we just went back six, six years. years yeah, it's like all right, well, you know, that's no longer important. Yeah, but it is. The details are. And is uh, is um, um, Emily's mother uh, from the episode before? Is she out of the picture? She's out of the picture for now. Now is she coming back? There are always flashback episodes, guys. I mean, you <laughs> I never wish know. they flashbacked her a little so we could see like well, why also, she's well, crazy. I, my other prediction is just going back to Madeline Stowe's interview. Remember, what, I can't imagine Sophia Loren in that role as the mother, but she said the reason Sophia Loren was not booked to do the show was because Adrian Barbeau was prepared to do more episodes rather than one. Originally, it was only going to be one. So my prediction is, from that information, Mum's coming back. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Yeah, there was mm. an episode where Conrad met with the mom, yeah. and we we're like, oh, is that it? Like, what are they doing together? So I guess I will predict yeah. that She's they're plotting back. They're plotting on Victoria yeah. pretty hardcore. Interesting. All right. I don't have any predictions. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I got so sidetracked this episode, although fun, but... Uh, anyway, we will be back here for the winter finale. Winter finale with champagne. <laughs> That's right. We'll have a little more fun. Hopefully, you guys will too. Uh, and uh, and before uh, before we even take our winter break, where can we find you guys so that way we don't have to take a winter break from you guys on Twitter? Me first. Oh, 
on at K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-T-U-L-I-C-H on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Anna Koppel. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And I'm Gabrielle Loren, and you can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle underscore Loren or Instagram at Gabby LO87. Catherine and I are following each other, so you should do it too. Exactly. And you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, of course, and listen to us on iTunes, rate and comment. And if you want to see all the beautiful ladies, go to YouTube.com slash AfterBuzz TV. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.